and welcome to another episode of She Speaks Stories. This is Portia. And this is Katie. And we have got such a special guest on with us today, Rachel Faulkner Brown. Now, some of you listeners, if you've been listening for a while, that name is going to ring a bell. Mm -hmm. because Rachel has been with us in the past, and uh, her and I have kind of an interesting history. I'll try to sum it up very quickly. Rachel actually met my son first down uh, at, at an Air Force base where Mike was training to be a pilot, and Rachel's uh, husband, second husband at that time, was his trainer. And um, my son, Mike, called me up one day and he said, Mom, I've got the perfect guest for your podcast, <laughs> Rachel Faulkner. That was your name at the time, right, Rachel? Yeah, it was. And Mike said, Mom, she is the real deal. <laughs> and coming from my son, I mean, that was a very high compliment. And um so Rachel and I connected and Susan and we just chatted away and we had Rachel on the podcast and she told us her whole backstory on, I think it was episode 22, mm -hmm. but then moving forward, I got involved in military ministry and I knew that Rachel was a, a widow um, because her husband died in a plane crash Mm -hmm. And so she was a military widow and we had Rachel and another gal, Ginger, Rachel's buddy, yeah. uh, golden star ladies, I think they're yeah. called. Anyway, they came, we, we rented the Marine Corps museum and Rachel and Ginger came and spoke to our Marine wives, uh, at like a Christmas event. And it was so powerful. There was not a dry eye. And I love that because I got to hug Rachel in person and see her bubbly, beautiful spirit. And then the last time I connected with Rachel, I was down at a conference in Atlanta. And it was the conference I was at when I got diagnosed with cancer. Mm -hmm. And Rachel and I were supposed to connect. But I had to text her and say, I, yeah, you know, I got this diagnosis last night and I'm a little shaky and, and uh, blah, blah, blah. Well, Rachel immediately got the conference staff mm -hmm. somehow together. They sent me t-shirts and journals and socks and candy. And I mean, this huge gift that I received almost in my, my first weeks of chemo. Mm -hmm. And I just sobbed. I'm like, Lord, this is, Rachel is the real deal. Yeah. She loves you, Lord, and she loves others. And she has such a healthy perspective. And as you know, uh, listeners, we're in like a series where we're talking about healing. How do we really receive healing in a practical way from God when terrible things happen to us, either physically, mentally, spiritually, relationally? How can we access the healing of God? So I'm going to be quiet and have, have Portia read Rachel's actual bio, and then we're going to hear from our lovely Rachel. 
Awesome. So Rachel Faulkner Brown is a returning guest to our podcast. As you know, if you didn't get a chance to listen to our past episode, it is episode 22. We want you to give it a listen, but without giving too much away, Rachel's story is full of heartbreak and hope. She has lived through the passing of two husbands. And in the past episode, she walks us through these tragedies, showing how God showed up and carried her through. She has since been remarried and has thrived as a wife, mother, author, and founder of ministries. Be Still, a ministry created to encourage and equip women through gatherings, a podcast, and online resources. It's impossible not to get excited, not to get excited as she cultivates a space for women with such depth and fun. She also has a specific ministry created for widows called Never Alone. Here she has similar elements available, gatherings, conferences, online connection, but with specific topics and support for those who have lost their husbands. Needless to say, her work is dynamic. Her impact is evident, and we are just thrilled to have her with us today. Welcome, Rachel. Oh, goodness. There's so much. That's like yeah. watching yourself on TV, having to sure. your own bio. It's just like, oh, gosh, do we have to watch? We have to watch. <laughs> You're so sweet. You're so kind, Portia. I love but it. If ever, you know, you're having a rough day, just be like, hey, Portia, can you come read my bio? <laughs> Can you, you remind, remind me, me what God did? <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, it's like so many days. I'm just a mom trying to get my son to wash his face twice, you know, know. and that's where we are in life right now. And so. <laughs> yes. Yes. And amen. <laughs> oh gosh. And you know, that's, that's, that's the deal. I'm just, so I'm, I'm really a mom first, you know, mm-hmm. all these other things never feel like work to me because when you're in your calling, you know, it just doesn't feel like work. You're just mm-hmm. so grateful to be able to um, to just partner with the kingdom of God and the Holy Spirit just to take it forward and just to advance. Like, you know, I mean, the, the darkness can't stay. Light okay. is light is here. And what no matter what you see around you, no matter what you saw this week or, you know, abortion laws and, you know, all the hard things that you're just like, how is this happening? You know, mm-hmm. I, I think at the end of the day, we are getting brighter and, and it yeah. is all about what you focus on. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, Katie, you know, this, you focus on healing yes. and that is why you were healed. Mm-hmm. And, yes. and you said, you know what, this is not, I mean, I, I look back to the story. I just read this in a book called feelings buried alive, never die. It's a story about a concentration camp he was in the concentration camp and I think his name was like happy something. They called him happy. And basically the God never suffered the effects of starvation because of his mindset. Wow. And y'all, we have just, we have not scraped the surface of what it means to have the mind of Christ. We have sold ourselves a very short sell on what it means to be in Christ. We don't Mm -hmm. know. Believers Mm -hmm. don't know. They still think we're like, where, you know, and, and this is one of my big things even recently is like, it's not just relationship. Like we are in union with Jesus. Mm. And when you're in union with someone, it, it's relationship is a short sale as well. Relationships right. can be broken. Relationships require work. You know, I mean, all the things we hear about natural relationships with one another. I mean, they can be so hard and it's the holidays. It's like, people are like <laughs> dreading their relationships. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I created this, you know? And, and so at the end of the day though, we, we 
humanize our relationship with God instead of unionize our relationship. Wow. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And, And this is like a revelation for me in the last six months. It's like when you bake a cake and you put in baking powder, you cannot get out baking powder. You cannot get yourself out of union. That's so and, good. And we, we feel like this thing can be broken. And, you know, we have these wrong ideas about sin and, um, you know, that God's turned his back on us every time we do something wrong and that the veil comes over. It's like that has been done. We've right. got to get that settled in our heart and talk about healing. If you don't have sin settled, mm-hmm. if you don't know that you're fully forgiven, you won't be healed. You won't. Yeah. You won't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From all the things. I get fired up. I'm sorry. You, no, this is why we love you because you are fired up and you have wisdom and you dispense it freely. I love that. Say that again. Um, We humanize humanize our relationship with Jesus instead of unionizing it. Unionize. I love that. Yeah. I love that because I know he whispered to me the other day. I have given you everything you need for mm-hmm. life yeah. and godliness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why would you walk around like you're not enough? Mm-hmm. I've given you everything you need. Yeah. yeah. And um, and I love your comments about the darkness and the mm-hmm. light. Um, one of my favorite quotes, Eleanor Roosevelt said, "It's better to light a candle than curse the darkness." And I think this is so powerful for our times right now Mm -hmm. for Christians. Okay, we can complain, we can grumble, we can be afraid, we can be downcast, or we can draw attention to the light. It is in us. We can show that light. Um, And it's focus, Katie. I mean, you know, we have a reticular activating formation in our eyes. mm -hmm. God created us with RAF. And so it's, it's the whole principle is... You know, if I'm going to buy a white minivan, which I currently drive, I see white minivans everywhere because I'm like, oh, who else is driving a white minivan? Well, right. if I'm not buying and I'm not activated to white minivans, I don't even see white minivans. Right. So what you activate your mind to, you can activate your mind to the news and you will live a very defeated life. Right. Or you can activate your mind to the things of the kingdom. I mean, that's right. what Jesus was like imploring us 2000 years ago to like, this is about the kingdom. You right. are training to reign, but right. if you don't know that you're a queen and you're a king and you're a priest already, because you're in union with Jesus, you right. will not reign. You will right. go hide under the bridge and you will act like you don't belong. Right. What I'm hearing you say is it we have to put in the time to think and to meditate on what Jesus said, which is why he sent his Holy Spirit. He's like, my spirit will remind you of the things that I have said. And in my life, that looks like making time to sit and remember, right? Like I can't run and do a million things and expect to necessarily remember what Jesus said to me and what he says in his word. Mm -hmm. And so um, I love that invitation to let's remember you have the mind of Christ. Let's remember you have been set free. Let's remember you are in union with the God of the universe. What? Yeah. Well, and it's also, Portia, I will say too, these right here are Mm -hmm. your, 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 they can kill you or they can heal you. 
Yeah. Because what you see in the natural, Katie, you saw cancer, you heard a diagnosis, but you went to the second heaven, third heaven, sorry. You went to the third heaven and you said, no, Jesus died for me to be healed. He put a crown of thorns. He was stabbed. He, he, his body was completely broken and healing was purchased that day. Like mm-hmm. he didn't go back to the cross when I got diagnosed with cancer. Healing was purchased that day. And so what you saw was what he bought. And, and, and you, you, but you can see the doctor standing right in front of you and you can hear his diagnosis and you can see this, you know, you can, you can see your chemo ravaged body and you can see, you know, even for me, I mean, I'm dealing so, with something with a child right now. I can, I can see with my natural eyes, this is not good. Mm-hmm. And, um, or I can partner with the report of heaven right. and I'm choosing the report of heaven because my child is healed, whole and delivered. And we're going to get something from this trial. We right. are not going to leave anything on the table. I've, I've done this before. It's like the enemy knows. I don't understand why he keeps attacking me because I'm just like, God, you know, I come back stronger. Right. And so you would think he would just lay off, but he won't, he won't. And, you know, my daughter said to me, she said, you know, the enemy does not break into empty houses. And I will tell you, if you were being, if you feel like you were being ravaged right now, just know the enemy is afraid of you. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it is a high calling. And I, and I hate to say that because that feels hard, but it's a high calling to see what you will choose. Will you choose to milk it for what you're going to learn and the goodness that you're going to understand and, and the, the heaven that you're going to pull in for other people, because you can ask why the rest of your life. Right. But when you start asking, who is this happening for? Mm-hmm. It's happening for me. It's happening for thousands of people on the other side of my ministry. And I think most women, we don't believe we have a ministry. We are just walking around like we're just a Christian among the sea of other Christians. I'm like, you aren't, right. you, aren't. you have a ministry, but if you don't choose to see that, you won't. Right you won't do it. Well, talking about healing and seeing what's in the natural versus what Jesus paid for on the cross. Can you talk about, because you, you've talked to so many different women. They're like, I believed we prayed, but my husband is still in heaven. Talk about those types of conversations. Yeah. Those are are Mm -hmm. my favorite, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, here's the thing. We get so tripped up in the church with Mm -hmm. the sovereignty of God theology Mm -hmm. Um, because sovereignty means reigning. Mm -hmm. He, it means reigning. It doesn't mean he gets to choose who dies today and who lives tomorrow. And the, Mm -hmm. I mean, death, the enemy has come to steal, kill and destroy our life. And when we assign him his right to do, he, he has the right to do that. Unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. what happened on on the earth when Adam and Mm -hmm. Eve bit the apple, that's what happened. Mm -hmm. But Jesus came and gave us the keys back, but most Mm -hmm. of us don't know we have the keys back. Right. And so we're still trying to fight for what's already been done. And yet we're holding the keys to take authority. And do we have authority over death? We do. Mm -hmm. Do we understand? Because here's the thing we don't die. And so we've right. so partnered with this whole death mentality and this, you know, funerals and burials and all of this, but the, I had the secret to life, Portia. And I will say, right. this has literally changed my life. When you partner with the fact that you don't die, right. you don't fear death. Right. 
because I'm going to, I'm, I'm healed no matter what happens. Right. Here or there. I'm healed no matter what happens to the measure that I believe that I'm healed. I'm healed, you Mm -hmm. know? And so I know that sounds so like a little crazy, but I I just believe, again, we've short sold ourselves on this whole life thing, you know, like we are heaven now. We bring heaven now. I'm not mm-hmm. waiting for something. And so mm-hmm. the more of heaven I let in and let flow through my life, the more healing everyone around me experiences, the more healing my body experiences, yes. the more mm-hmm. joy I get to release, the more love I get to release. Because at the end of the day, love is the answer. Mm-hmm. I mean, love is the answer. And when you take away the fear of death, mm-hmm. you can do great and mighty things, but right. we're all so afraid of death. And why are we afraid of death? Mm-hmm. I mean, we have, we, we've already died. We died. That old girl is dead. I'm right. the same person that's going to go to heaven. I'm that same person now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, Katie, you get this. Like when I get you, it. And- walked with one foot in heaven, I have two parts of me that live in heaven. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a part of me that lives here on earth, but because I was in union, you know, because I was one with my husbands and they're in heaven, I have a very different perspective on death. Mm-hmm. So I just, I think if we could eradicate our fear of death, life mm-hmm. would look really different. Sure. And you can, you can see it on people's faces. I, I'll never forget the many times sitting in the chemotherapy waiting room. And just kind of people watching, you could literally see the ones that feared death, yeah, that had no hope. And it mm-hmm. didn't really matter how sickly they were. It was a mind, it was a mindset. It didn't even really depend on how unhealthy their actual physical body was. Um, I mean, I remember one girl absolutely ravaged in body. She emanated so much joy, mm-hmm. peace. I mean, she just she just waltzed into that waiting room and you just smiled being mm-hmm. in her presence. And I said, she is filled with the Holy Spirit. She is mm-hmm. not, uh, you know, yeah. she understands. Okay, yeah. death, where's your victory? Where's right. your thing? Um, it's over. It's been- And I'm like, Lord, I, oh, how I want to live like that. How oh, I want man. that perspective. Every moment, um, there's this, there's this quote, it says on Mount Athos, a monastery, a monastery founded in the 11th century, there's an inscription in Greek that says, and it's translated, if you die before you die, you won't die when you die. Hmm. I will tell you, Hmm. I died. I'm not, I am a new creation. I'm walking in a new covenant. And so when I meet Jesus, welcome. You already <laughs> lived here. I mean, right. you know, I mean, I feel like he's gonna be like, oh, you just changed. It's like you moved to a next the next door house. Like right. you get not, a new tent. I don't want it to be that different for us because it doesn't have to be that different. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. And and Rachel, tell us a little bit about your you have two different ministries, be still and then never alone to widows. Well, <laughs> is this the kind of stuff you you teach and talk about and then sit around and and um yeah pray about and just try to yeah tell I think, us about your ministries yeah 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 so I think we'll be still as the umbrella and then mm-hmm. okay. the outreach you know because mm-hmm. we just believe that there is no overtly Christian women's widows ministry in the country mm-hmm. I was like mm-hmm. why why is that I mean that mm-hmm. is 
has made it very clear this is true spirituality to help the widow mm-hmm. and the orphan and yet widows are kind of hard to find mm-hmm. you know they're they're a little they look like everybody else kind of you know they're at church and they don't have a badge that has a w on it so it's right. like you and they're, and they're getting younger and younger the average age is 59 for a widow in the country right now. And then there are 2,500 new widows a day. So the need is like great. Wow, yeah. Um, and so I was just like, gosh, we, we did a retreat in 2018. We did, we, a friend invited us in and she kind of put it together. She had nine widows in Birmingham that she just loved. And she was like, nobody's done anything for them. And I want to give them a massage and a lovely dinner and do brunch the next day and pray for them. And she was like, will you come over with your friend Paige? And I was like, yes. Oh my gosh, I would love to come over. So we came over and on the drive home, I was like, we could do this. Like I had several influencer, you know, well, they would hate for me to call them that, but they had a a large following on Instagram. And I was like, we'll get Courtney and Brittany and Paige to like send out the word to all their people to find these widows. And we had 20 widows in like three weeks from all over the country that came, they were young, they had kids at home. And that was the beginning, you know, of what is, you know, this huge outreach. Now we've got, you know, 400 widows coming to a conference in February. That's awesome. And, you know, we've just, we've, we've been doing little small retreats, but, and, and very curated for a widow with children at home. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, that to me is the hardest season when you've got little people to take care of and yet you're right. still trying to grieve and you're trying to help them grieve and, so, but we were like, God, we've got all these widows that we want to help and we know how to help them. We know how to change the trajectory of their life for them to go from pain to hope to purpose. And mm-hmm. that's really the goal is pain. You know, they come in riddled with pain and we love hard. We love hard. We give them hugs. We, you know, let them share their story. Their story is such a big piece of their healing and mm-hmm. they have to say it with their lips. And mm-hmm. so if you aren't telling your story, you are missing out on your ability to overcome. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Um, that yes. is how we overcome. It's telling the goodness of God every day. I mean, we're overcoming in these little stories, but most of us don't think our stories are important. And we're like, your right. story is very important. And that right. changes a woman's brain. It's scientifically, it changes a woman's brain. And Jesus knew what he was saying to John on Patmos. <laughs> so really yeah. write those words. And he knew- You know you're speaking to us, Rachel. I know. Oh, I mean, this is change your world. Stories change lives. And yeah. your story matters. Yeah. Absolutely. It's part of your healing. Yeah. It but is. I love that you have a focused ministry that knows that with confidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, we know how to help you. We know how to help usher you from pain Say it again, pain to hope to purpose, purpose. to purpose. Mm-hmm. And that brings you can't, healing. You can't I go from that. pain to purpose. You cannot right. go from pain to purpose. There, that, is, that is a failed opportunity at ministry. You mm-hmm. have to have hope. Right. You have to have a solid foundation in the goodness of God. And I will say, most women come in and they think God took their husband. And mm-hmm. I'm like, God did not take your husband. If right. you are going to believe that you are going to be schizophrenic the rest mm-hmm. of your life and you mm-hmm. are not going to be able to partner with his goodness. Mm-hmm. And my mission is to say, no, the enemy came to still kill and destroy your life. So mm-hmm. let's get that right. Mm-hmm. And then 
you let them experience hearing from God, because I mm. believe that nothing increases strength and courage, like hearing from God, right. hearing the Holy Spirit for yourself, hearing the Holy Spirit through another woman. We call that the gift of prophecy. Mm-hmm. But the church, again, it says eagerly desire the gift of prophecy, I think in Corinthians. And I mean, we're like, oh, that's woo woo. That's like predicting the twin towers are falling. I'm like, no, 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 Mm -hmm. that is not prophecy. Prophecy Mm -hmm. is encouraging the body of Christ, strengthening the body of Christ by helping someone else hear from God. Mm -hmm. And so we believe so strongly in the gift of prophecy. And that is what creates hope. Mm -hmm. That creates this hope. He sees me. He hears me. He knows my name because somebody else has prayed for you. And then it hits and you like leave and you can't run from the presence of God. So we need environments for presence. So they know, oh my gosh, he is real. Yeah. I, that's, that's beautiful. And that's amazing that you walk people through the practicality. And I love that you in the ministry don't skip over the pain No, because I think, I think sometimes we miss that. We're like, no, 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 be better. God is good. No, no, no. Um, they're in heaven. Let's go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I, I, I so honor uh, the fact that you leave the space for the pain mm-hmm. and then so wise that we're not going to skip directly to purpose. Yeah. Because, and I, and I think that's American culture. I think that's American church culture to be like, well, you're knee deep, waist deep in whatever the pain is. Right. But how is God going to use that right now? Right. I am literally gushing blood emotionally right now, not ready to see how I will bleed on people and they don't want that gross. So my goal is for widows to not bleed on people that, that didn't hurt them. You know what I mean? So good. Yes. Channel that to the enemy who came to completely destroy your life. Right. You won't need on these people around you who are really genuinely trying to help you. Right. Because I mean, unforgiveness will kill anyone. I mean, oh, it, sure. it, and you, and you lock these people up who are mm-hmm. trying to help you. They just don't know how, and you lock your heart up in unforgiveness when it really, you know, that, that pain, you have to count the cost of what has been mm. stolen from you. And this right. is, I mean, this is, and you know, this is the bigger be still ministry because it's not all death of a husband. Sure. You got, you know, you had an abortion that mm-hmm. you feel shame about. You were abused at 10 years old. That was my story. I mean, like when you walk through these hard things, little T, big T trauma, I don't care mm. what it was. Right. Like the reality is you can let that drive the rest of your life. Or you can count what that has stolen from you and you can pass it to Jesus and you can go live, you know, but if you don't count the debts of what has been stolen from you and what you have lost in this pain and in this trauma, I don't care, little, big, whatever, you got to count the cost. What has this stolen from me and give that to Jesus and give that person who hurt you to Jesus and extend forgiveness because unforgiveness, oh, mm-hmm. it is the root of all disease. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It, it, it yeah. is the r- disease that we see manifested in this country. I would say 95% of it is unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. A lot of On it. On all is. levels, Rachel, like unforgiveness of yourself, unforgiveness body, of others, unforgiveness I mean, yeah. of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unforgiveness of God. We hate ourselves, Katie. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, show me a woman who loves right. who she is. I'll right. wait. 
I will wait. <laughs> I mean, truly, we look in the mirror and we're like, God, I'm fat. I hate mm. my hair today. Mm-hmm. God, these wrinkles. I need Botox. I mean, you know, it is, it, I mean, I'm talking to myself. We don't right. love, we don't love what we see. Right. We don't. And right. Jesus said, go love yourself so that you can love others. And the right. church is like, that's a sin. We have made loving yourself somehow right. a sin. I don't right. know how. I right. don't know how. But I'm laughing because it. I just taught on this the other day. Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and love others as yourself. If you're not loving yourself, how are you going to love that other person? Well, because you're so hard on yourself right. and so judgy yeah. of yourself. Aren't you going to be judgy of other right. people? And it won't flow. It's not going to flow. It will yeah. not flow. It will, I, I mean, I'm preaching to myself, girls. Oh, I hello. Mean, oh, I mean, well, this I mean, is like universal. This, this walk, it's daily. Daily take up your cross. Daily come before. Search me and know me, oh God. This is, it's not a set it and forget it. It's a daily because of where we live. Yeah. Our yeah. spirits. Yes, 100%. But yeah. we live here. And so it is well, a daily. It's, ex- it's exponential because we have mirrors everywhere and then we have this little gadget gizmo that that says you need to filter that right you need to filter your life because you are not pretty enough you are not good enough you need to retake this 20 times because you know blah 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 Mm -hmm. I mean we can hardly look at we we don't know how to look at ourselves the way Jesus looks at us and so Mm -hmm. A practice, like this is just a simple thing, but when you look in the mirror, we were just on a podcast yesterday with Dr. Johnette Thatcher and Dr. Johnette said, you know, she sees Jesus when she looks at herself in the mirror, she visualizes Jesus coming at her, like not Mm -hmm. herself, but Jesus like looking like as you're, as if in a mirror reflected, we saw who he was in us. How much more would we be able? Because we would never look at him and go, God, you look terrible. Right. I mean, you didn't quite meet the mark on, you know, the wrinkle crane today. Exactly. What's with those wrinkles, Jesus? Seriously, come on. We would never do that, you know, right. but yet we'll beat ourselves up. So she was like, the more you can behold, you well, will become. Yeah. That's so good. Oh my goodness. You become what you behold. You do. Wow. You really do. And I'm, I mean, I'm in it. I'm in the weeds. I'm not figured this out. Please don't hear that. I'm just, I'm just sharing like, so I, I think the root doing women's ministry, as y'all know, like the root mm-hmm. of the problem is that we don't love who he created. You know, we right. have, we have, we have looked at the, I am in ourselves and we have said, I'm a failure. I'm ugly. I'm fat. I'm too fat. I'm not thin enough. I'm not, I mean, whatever that is, you know, I'm not fit enough. I mean, in our fitness culture, I don't eat healthy enough. Like, and we have looked at the, I am, we've put these, I am statements on ourselves when Christ is in us and it's not true. Right. You know, we're, we're, we're projecting untruth to people when we partner with, I'm not chosen. I'm not yeah. worthy. It's yeah. like, no, he's in you. He was, he chose you. You are worthy because he's worthy. You are holy because he's holy. He's holy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so and how can we love him with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength if we're not really honestly receiving all the love that he desires to pour out on us? Yeah. It's it's almost like fake. 
you know, like, oh God, I love you so much, yeah. but I, but I hate myself. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. he created you. He loved you. He right. saved you. He's given you a purpose. He's given you, he's mm-hmm. given you everything you need for life and godliness. But now you're saying, no, no, oh, right. no, no, no. Those two things are out of alignment. And so as those things come into alignment with who God is, who he is in us, mm-hmm. healing comes. Yeah. Yes. Like, so, the and, more, yeah. go ahead. No, I just, I think for me, learning that I was a three-part being, knowing that I have mm-hmm. a spirit, having an experience in a soul, having a, you know, having a shell of a body mm-hmm. in a human world, but I'm a spirit being. When I said right. yes to Jesus, I became a spirit being, having an experience Mm-hmm. in the world. And so the more you partner with the spirit of God, who's alive in you and not right. your soul, not, not the place where you get all these wounds and lies, right. and your, you know, your childhood influences, everything, the more you partner with your soul and that, you know, that part of you, which is the truest part of you. And the more your soul like takes over, you know, it's, it's that we, we talk about this in father's house, which is this curriculum that we created. It's an eight week, basically journey back to journey forward. Mm-hmm. It's a journey back into your pain to journey out into father's house, because mm-hmm. we think we live in this little house we created and we actually live in father's house. And I think at the end of the day, you know, when you have, like, we always describe it as you have all these open apps, like your soul has you know, the app of, you know, fifth grade, when somebody said something ugly to you and you've got the, right. you know, the app, well, it drains your body. I mean, it drains mm-hmm. your battery on your phone, just like it drains your body. And so you mm-hmm. live these exhausted, worn out lives because we're so in our souls and mm-hmm. we're not conscious, super conscious of the spirit and the spirit of God that is alive in us and that true part of ourselves. And so the more you let the spirit take over and the more you live from the inside out and not world, tell me who I am. Right. The more you live from that place of like, you know, outside, you know, inside out versus outside in, then that, that is the, the secret sauce too. Like that is really where the rubber meets the road. Like, who are you partnering with your soul right now? Yeah. If you get triggered, you're partnering with your soul, right? Are you partnering with the spirit of God who there is Shalom, you know, in Hebrew, when they greet each other, they say Shalom, which mm-hmm. means there is nothing broken in you, Katie, and there's nothing missing. That's what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Every time they greet someone in Israel, they're saying, I don't see anything broken in you and I don't see anything missing. Wow. So when oh, you think about that is the greeting of Israel. Right. What if we greeted people and said, peace to you? I don't see anything broken in you. I don't see anything missing because the spirit of God is what I see. Yeah. Wouldn't we all just bubble with some joy? It would be ridiculous. And some grace and some mercy and some um just a little skip in our step and a little twinkle in our eye. If we really felt that in each other's presence that totally that we were saying that. Rachel, I always feel it in your presence. And I mean that. I mean that. I love you. Um, and what I love is that you have specific ministries, specific curriculum to just help. Yeah. Because the thing is, listeners, we all need help in this. Mm-hmm. Rachel, you didn't come to this 
alone. No. You no. know, no. you had people around you and and wise counselors and and mentors and help and studies and you know blah blah blah. And we need each other. We, we need each other. And so I love that you have the be still ministries and then the side shoot of the help for widows yeah oh my goodness i live in a 55 and over community now rachel and trust me i'm dealing with a lot of widows yeah. um, now they're not dealing with the little kids and i i get what you're saying that's a whole special um but there's so much yeah um, yeah. There's so much emptiness well, and loneliness. And, and you know this, Katie, like a lot of women, um, you know, we, we take all the widows that come through the retreats, go through father's house because mm-hmm. you, the reason they got to the retreats because their husband died, the reason they probably need healing is because of something that happened between zero and 12. Mm-hmm. You know, something that happened wow. you between, you know, zero and 19 mm-hmm. is the reason that you probably have these little quirks that caused issues. Mm -hmm. Let me just say it like that. I mean, that, that's for sure my story. I mean, Shane was Mm -hmm. operating and that caused a lot of issues. So if I can, you know, I don't care how she gets there. If I can go back to that place and let Jesus, you know, the, the foundation is you're, you're lavishly loved. You're fully forgiven. There's nothing Mm -hmm. else you can do to get more forgiven. We think we can do things like, it's like Jesus, you know, you were not going to convince him that you need more forgiveness. Like right. he's already done it. He did it 2000 years ago and that you're radically righteous. Mm-hmm. And when you partner with these three, they're positions. These are positions. Mm-hmm. These are not things you earn. Right. These are not things you that you can get. They're positions. And when you partner with positions versus earning, um, everything changes, you know, and then those wounds, you can see them for what they were. You can let people go. You can let them off the hook. You Mm -hmm. can, um, you know, you can move into your position in the kingdom, knowing that foundation is so solid. And God, man, I tell you what we've seen. I mean, you know, we've, we've had 80 plus, you know, year olds do father's house who, Mm -hmm were blown away because they just right. hadn't dealt with their past, you right. know, and it doesn't matter. There's no, Jesus is, is looking for anyone to release the kingdom. He does right. not care how old you are. Right. He just wants you free. Right. I love that so much. I love that so much. He just wants you free. That is the good news. That Jesus good news. came to set you free. Yeah. And, and let other people off the hook, but let yourself off the hook too. You don't, I mean, I remember when my sister Sheila died young and for years, I was like, if you just were not that good of a sister, you did this, you did that. And I couldn't let my, myself off the hook to Mm -hmm. understand. I don't have to keep suffering and forgiven. Was I a perfect sister? Of course not. Right. (laughs) So that's the kind of thing you you talk through in your Mm -hmm. in your ministries Rachel yeah and they're both it's on right now media so if you have access to that father's house is on there it's fathershousestudy.com and then how to widow well is a curriculum we created it's 20 videos so it's 30 minute videos so you could I mean you're you know in your community wherever you are and and right 
Right Now Media is actually picking it up too. So it'll be on Right Now Media, I think December 14th, but yeah. it is 20 videos that like are on depression and anxiety and spiritual warfare and how to widow well over 55, how to parenting, you know, with littles, parenting and grief, parenting mm -hmm. adult children. It's like, there's not a widow that's left out of the, the right. collection of videos because yeah. it's like, it's pretty robust, but there are a lot of, you know, there's probably 10 or 12 of them that are like an all skate, you know? Sure. Um, so it's like a year's worth of curriculum because this is the thing. I love grief share, mm -hmm. but a lot of times when you lose your husband, the last thing you want to do is like be triggered and think I'm going to lose my child. And then mm -hmm. there's, you know, there's just, it's just an, it's a, it's a hard environment for people dealing with real specific loss. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Cause it's kind of, everybody comes and so we've created, you know, these never alone local groups all across the country because widows just get each other and they want to be yeah. together. So we've got 50 local groups across the country. So you can go on the yeah. website and see if there's one near you because it's for anybody and everybody. We just, and they tell their stories. Y'all would be so great. We have a, we have a story card where they tell their stories the first time they come. That's part yeah. of, part of the, the, um, you know, capture of that night is for them to start healing the first night they come. This will be in the show notes, but would you say your um, website, please? Yeah, neveralonewidows.com and then fathershousestudy.com and then bestillministries.net. Awesome. <laughs> we have a lot of websites. No, <laughs> but it's perfect. Yeah. Rachel, if you could leave us all with just one thing, you you have said so many brilliant things this morning, just wisdom. Um, but if you could just leave us with one thing, what might that be? Yeah. Well, this is the message in my mouth for this week. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. That's how we leave our podcast. What is the message in your mouth? And um, <clears throat> this is it. The build. Johnson said this, and he said, problems create the opportunity that create a surrender that attract the power of God. Wow. Wait, and say it again. Problems create the opportunity that create a surrender that attract the power of God. Oh, I love that. And y'all are living this. I mean, we are, we are living this. We are walking displays of the power of God because we have surrendered we have surrendered and said, my life is not my own anymore. Right. Jesus, you're in me. Let's go do this thing. And he is going to show up every time, every time we release ourselves just to surrender over our souls and say, you go in my weakness. I mean, God, y'all, I mean, people are like, I've got so many problems. I'm like, that is where he shows up the most. Right. You know, if we can just get this upside down kingdom. Like the problems are the passage to the power they are problems are the passage to the power of god and i just i don't know I, I i think we just we belabor our problems and i'm i'm doing it too i'm just like god believe the enemy fool and at the same time i never learn more and i never experience more of his his presence and his goodness than in the suck frankly yeah I have yeah. to say it, but it's just true. Yes. So anyway, that's it. I, that's it. Devotional this morning said something like, uh, you think I give you the same amount of power every day, but I don't. Mm -hmm. I give you the amount of power that you need, you need. for yeah. the problems in that day. So you got some deep problems. 
you can get some really deep power and that's exciting there's some excitement in that but i think it circles back to what you said right up front Mm -hmm. perspective what are you looking at what do you see Mm -hmm. what do you see Mm -hmm. yeah do you see the the enemy's power and evil defeating you and the darkness in the world or are you looking at the light Mm -hmm. are you looking at the power that is available to you to overcome the darkness um anyway hey we could go on and on and um we are trying to turn over a new leaf listeners to not (laughs) have our podcast go long and it's never successful because we have the most interesting people on here to listen to and chat with rachel thank you thank you thank you so much for giving of your time and Mm -hmm. uh your wisdom to us and all these resources listeners i just hope you'll share this episode uh, with anyone you think that the spirit would would nudge you, yeah. Um, that any anybody that would maybe need to hear what Rachel has shared today. Absolutely, we love you guys so much, and we'll be with you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>